Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, we'll be covering all the drama that's going on with the Brooklyn Nets. All the KD and Kyrie nonsense that's taking place. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so you've been waiting for it, so here it is. Let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets drama. So, um, let's get into it, guys. I mean, let me first start off by saying, back three years ago, it's just about three years ago, um, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving decided to join the Brooklyn Nets. Every single media head was just piling on the Knicks. How could you let this happen? They go to the other team in this town and this and that. Oh, they're going to win a championship in three years from now and all this talk. Present day, July 2022 and and Kevin Durant's looking for a divorce yeah let me just say Draymond Green is absolutely right there is new media out here I think it comes in two forms it comes in now the players being able to do you know whether it be through their own a player website, whether it be guys with podcasts, you see Draymond Green with his show, you see J.J. Reddick, Old Man in the Three, and uh, Shaq got his podcast, and of course you know the work of uh, both Steven Jackson and uh, my man over there, uh, gosh, I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, uh, Barnes, my man, Matty Barnes. So, um, so you, that's the new media. And then there's also another new media and it's, you know, fans who follow the game closely, see what's going on on the court, uh, and now have podcasts and it are able to kind of call people to tasks and so forth and call things for what it is and the you know the journalists of of note are um of course they're going to be there because they have the platforms and so forth but uh they're not going to be able to spit out their nonsense without getting called to the carpet by the players and by the fans so this they better get used to this new media and you can't brush it aside and say uh oh that's just them you're gonna have to be accountable accountable for what you say now so so with that said all the media heads whether it be espn uh locally uh, and otherwise pretty much predicted they would come off with a championship and I said it at the time I did a Facebook live about it I didn't think it would work I didn't think it would work 
Sure, you got two talents there, but you got two guys who are different type of dudes. Kevin Rant is a different kind of guy. Kyrie Irving is a different kind of guy. They don't follow the norms of your typical NBA players where I say, oh, yeah, that could work. Yeah. No, I didn't see that because none of the two are leaders. Let's be clear. None of the two are leaders. They're, they're followers. So how can two followers get an entire team to buy in and make it to a championship? That I didn't see possible. And, and thankfully, I was right. So uh, I'm taking all the credit right here, right now. So with that said, let's get into the drama. So we're going to start that, um, of course... As the free agency was coming up, up coming about, uh, they couldn't reach an agreement. Um, Kyrie wanted to get resigned. You know, he wanted to get his deal now, but his behavior over the past two years has not warranted a team wanting to make a long-term commitment in him between what happened during 2020 where he would take weeks off he would come in come out then there was the of course the uprising at the let me not even say uprising insurrection at the capitol uh 2021 um and then then of course he didn't want to get vaccinated so there's that. And of course, I continue to mention a guy that believes the earth is flat is not going to let a needle go in his arm for a vaccine. He's just not going to do it. So between all of that, so he had to become a part-time player because New York had a rule in place. Whether you call it archaic and ridiculous, rule, the rule was in place. So he couldn't play. So you made a commitment that you didn't want any part-time players in, on your team. Then roll around December, you go back on that. So the minute they went back on their word of not wanting part-time players to wanting part-time players, you gave control to the players. And when you give control to the players and try and get it back, it ain't going to be all that easy. So. so with that said, it reflected the record. They had to be a playing team. They got through the play-in. They got slotted to play the Boston Celtics, a hot Boston Celtics team at the time, by the way. You get swept out the playoffs. Uh, KD pl plays below par for most of the series. Uh, Kyrie plays below par most of the series. And you get swept. So, um, and then the numbers come out. The Brooklyn Nets lost money this season. So, if your ownership, you're saying, look here, I'm, I'm not getting the ROI that I expect. Return on investment. I'm not getting the ROI I, I expected with these two guys here. So, why am I going to be eager to sign on the dotted line and keep this circus going? So... I'm going to have Kyrie sing for a supper, 
He can opt in if he wants to, but he's going to have to sing for his supper. So, and then you get the situation with him having separate practice from the coach. So, you have that bit of drama. So, so now, with that said, so they can't reach an agreement with him to remain with the Nets. So, Kyrie goes and says, if we, you, you and I can't reach a agreement on an extension, here's the teams I want to go to. <laughs> the nerve of him. So he gives six teams that he would like to go to. The LA Lakers, the LA Clippers, the Knicks, Miami, Dallas, and Philadelphia. Now, let's, let's eliminate some teams out of the picture. The Knicks in Philadelphia. He's not coming to the Knicks. Th those teams were included because of proximity to New Jersey, which is where his home is, where his family is. So that's the only reason those teams are being mentioned. Knicks have no desire in bringing in a Kyrie. They're trying to build something positive here. They're going with the youth, so forth. You bring him in, this would set the franchise back decades. So you don't do it. Philadelphia, James Harden tried to run as far away as possible from this guy. And you're going to entertain bringing him here? So, Philly is out. So, you eliminated two teams. Miami, they're, they're not. Pat Riley would never in a thousand years bring in a Kyrie Irving to, to come to his heat and play for that team. There's no way he would ever do that. So, and then you had a guy on, I'm going to bring it up again. You had a guy on the Odd Couple program, you know, Chris Broussard and Rob, Rob Parker, um, a guy that was sitting in some VJ dude who said, oh, yeah, Kyrie would go in there. He would, he would buy into Miami Heat. No way he would do that. No way. No way he would buy into what Pat Riley's doing over there. No way possible. And Jimmy Butler would get up in him and he really be in his feelings. So there's no way he would go to Miami. So you eliminate the third team. Dallas doesn't have the money. Dallas doesn't have the money to do it. So they're not doing that. They are not doing that. And Mark Cuban... Uh, you say what you want about Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban's a smart individual. There's no way he would subject Jason Kidd to the likes of a Kyrie Irving. No way he would do that. So, uh, so you eliminate that team. So now it comes down to the L.A. Lakers and the L.A. Clippers. Clippers just brought in. Uh, uh, they have designs to bring in John Wall. So what you're going to end up doing? Trade. Uh, Reggie Jackson and some other pieces over to Brooklyn to bring in a Kyrie to pair with John Wall. That's not happening either. So, and and the, the actually the owner over there, I trust him more to do things that are sensible. Um, you know, in terms of that regard, than to bring in a circus like Kyrie. So that finally leads you to the Lakers. Lakers would do it because they're desperate. Right now they're desperate because the Russell Westbrook experiment went awry. 
it didn't work out so Lakers would be the team to do it so 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 um so that's that bit of news so so basically so it boils down to this all six of those teams that he named doesn't have the cap space so they would have to do a sign and trade so so Nets said they will not give Kyrie a max deal over the summer which is five years 251 million or four years to 200 over 200 million or so because you don't want to give Kyrie a longer contract than Kevin Durant who has a four-year deal you don't want to do that so it would be a four-year deal so um, and the Nets are not willing to do that uh, and here's what they said the Nets well here's what was reported by his name was Zach Lowe Zach Lowe of ESPN Nets are not going to be held hostage by the threat of Kyrie and then KD following him out the door they're not doing that so they're gonna you know if Yopsin and Yopsin so okay so with that news besides the LA Lakers there aren't any teams interested in doing a sign and trade for Kyrie, according to the great Adrian Wojnarowski. So, no one's interested. No one wants to do a sign and trade to bring in Kyrie. They're not doing that. No way. So, the Nets at the moment have no interest in any L.A. deals, which would obviously include uh, Russell Westbrook. At the time, so this was prior to free agency. Uh, if Kyrie declines his opt-in, the only way he can sign with the Lakers is by a six million dollar mid-level exception. So, so does Kyrie decline his player option and sign with the Celtics for six million? Mind you, he lost about. 18 million or so because he sat out with the vaccine last year. So you talking about taking a huge hit between the 18 million and another 30 million, you'll probably take a hit to take a $6 million option. I mean, $6 million mid-level exemption. He's not doing that. There's no way he does it. And lo and behold, um, coming on the heels of free agency, he decides to opt in. He does the, <laughs> the only thing he could do is opt in at $36.5 million. So, so now, at this point, you can't do a sign and trade. So you basically have to trade him as an expiring contract. So, uh, which, you know, that's going to be a little more difficult to do but it's still doable and then let's listen let's listen to the statement he made upon signing his um signing you know opting in here's the statement he says normal people keep the world going but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow i have made my decision to opt in see you in the fall and he signs it 
Nets ownership, when he put the statement out, that's how they found out. So, you know he's not coming back there. There's no way he's coming back there. There's no way. Because this is how you communicate with the ownership. You do it through a statement. You don't even tell the franchise themselves. Oh, I, hey guys, how you doing? I decided to opt into my deal. This is how you find out through a statement. So he's on the outs. He, there's no way he's coming back. No way he'll be back in the Brooklyn Nets uniform. So, with that said, he opts in. Kyrie on a prove-it deal for the last year of his contract. So, then that's what they want. They, they want, if he can be a model citizen here, uh, we'll, we'll keep him. But, you know, he signed on the dotted line. But, with all this, the, the Nets have had it up to here with him. So, with Kyrie and KD back in the fold, um, they feel they can win. At what level? It remains to be seen. So, this is a statement coming from Nick Friedel of ESPN. So, that's the statement that he, um, that's what he reports on the KD Kyrie situation. So, so okay. So, just before, now it's the day of the deadline. Just before 6 o'clock where guys can sign and do all those sort of things. Just before that. KD and his agent Rich Kleiman uh, talk to the Nets GM Sean Marks and tells them they are requesting a trade. So, so now, now KD now is requesting a trade from the Nets. Now, the question you have to ask. Does any of this have to do with the fact that you didn't extend Kyrie uh, his deal? You have no desire to extend his deal, so you're going your so you're in your feelings about that, or you're just tucking your tail and run when it gets hard, as it seems you done in OKC towards the end. You did it. Towards the end at Golden State when you left for Brooklyn. So, is this another situation where, you know, when things get hard, you pick up your ball and you leave the the the, the courtyard, basically. So, um, again, I'm of the belief, Charles Barkley is so right about him. He is a bus rider. He will never be a bus driver. Just because you have all the talent in the world, which he does, he does, he's one of the most talented scorers the league has ever seen, he's not a bus driver. He doesn't drive the bus. He doesn't lead and galvanize his guys. That's what you mean by a bus driver, and that's what Barkley's talking about. Barkley in his day, bus driver, absolute bus driver. Um, Kevin Durant, never been a bus driver. Not with OKC. Not with Golden State and not with the Brooklyn Nets. He will never be a bus driver, period. No matter where he goes. Even if he goes to Phoenix. 
Devin Booker will be the bus driver. CP3 will be the bus driver. Kevin Durant will be the bus rider. So I 100% agree with Charles Barkley when he makes that statement. So with that said, so, so he announces he requests a trade. Two minutes later, the team announces that they made a trade. Uh, they dealt a 2023 first-round pick unprotected to Utah in return for Royce O'Neal, an undersized power forward at 6'5", 222 pounds. Um, again, the timing of this is just weird. It's just weird that two minutes after that, they signed this guy. Here's my thinking on it, because when Horst did this whole dissertation on it, I think it's as simple as this. They made this deal and promised this deal prior to Kevin Durant requesting that trade. I, this had to be a deal that was already in the mix and done by the time Kevin Durant requested the trade. So he was going to be a piece that was going to, you know, Help the guys because they're they're in win now mode. They're in win now mode. Uh, Utah is starting to sell off its pieces, uh, as you saw. They ended up doing with Rudy Gobert, so they're starting to sell off pieces and they're starting to start from scratch. They're rebuilding, even if they're still keeping Donovan Mitchell in the mix, which I think they do because they have to have at least a a star there. In Utah, otherwise those people ain't coming to the to the uh, stadium to see those guys. No way. So, with that said, so I don't think it's any more to it, any more curiosity about it than that. They want they're in a win now mode. They didn't want to have a draft pick for next season because they're still trying to get a chip, and that deal was just done. So I think it's no more than that. And then two minutes after the deal was done, speaking of Brian Windhorst, he reports that Kyrie is also on the trading block. So he's on the trading block. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Durant just requested to be traded. Mind you, Kevin Durant, um, he, he said this. No, let me hold that. Let me hold that a minute. But... The only, he wants to force a trade to Phoenix, in other words. So, alright, I'll put it out there. He wants to force a trade to Phoenix in a signing trade for DeAndre Ayton. Because DeAndre Ayton right now, he's on the qualifying offer, but uh, he's due for a rookie max. Which, I don't think he's going to get rookie max, but he'll get a substantial deal. So, um... But Kevin Durant <laughs> says this. In order to for him to go to Phoenix, they have to still keep Devin Booker and CP3. Which, first of all, they can't deal Devin Booker anyway because he's a designated player. And you already have Ben Simmons, who's a designated player. And supposedly there's a rule somewhere that... You can't have two designated players on one team. So, 
You can't even deal Devin Booker if you wanted to. And you're not going to deal CP3 as well. So, um, so, But this is the man that Kevin Durant makes. That's not going to work. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's not going to work. Okay, they can give you their next five picks. 2023, 25, 27, 29, and maybe a swap in 2028. That's five picks. They're, the Nets going to want at least five unprotected picks. At least five. They're not going to get that. In terms of players, besides Aiton, because you got to make the money work, who are you going to deal? Mikael Bridges? You could deal him. Yeah, I guess. Um, Jay Crowder? That's not going to move the needle. Um, a jo uh, Cameron Johnson? Yeah, he's a young, promising player. You can move him. You're not going to get the haul back you're expecting. You're just not going to get it unless you involve some other teams. So, uh, so basically, the Nets are not going to force themselves to deal Kevin Durant. But I'll speak more on that in a minute. So, the next thing. Um, it's hard to imagine a scenario where KD and Kyrie remains in Brooklyn despite him opting in. So this is another quote that's come out from um, another ESPN head as well. I want to say it was Woj who said that. Um, and then also you have this statement. If the Nets do trade KD and Kyrie together, it would have to be to L.A. for a Anthony Davis or, uh, or Russell Westbrook. Why? Because of the money. Nobody on the Lakers is making that kind of money. LeBron, it's only LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russ. And they're not trading LeBron to Nets. They're not doing that. So forget that. So that's the only way it's going to work. Nobody else on the Nets is making money. I mean, on the Lakers is making money. So you have that. Then you have, um, in terms of player news for the Nets, and this is after the free agent uh, period. Patty Mills, he returns to the Nets. Two years, $14.6 million. So he's getting a little more money now with two years. Nick Claxton, he's getting a two-year, $20 million deal. So you got, you, you're able to resign a couple of your guys, fine. So, and then this last bit of news, <laughs> which is, Katie noted that he will only go to Miami if they keep Butler, Bam out of Bayou, and Kyle Lowry. Are you serious? Because those are the only guys, again, like the Lakers, those are the only three guys making money in Miami. Right now you have Duncan Robinson making nearly $17 million, and then you got Tyler Hero, who's making 5.7. He's still on his rookie deal. So outside of that, everybody else is not even one guy's making 2 million, 1 million so forth. So again, you're going to have to get a third and fourth team to do it. If I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I'm at this point 
yes, I'm dealing Kyrie. No question about it. I'm dealing Kyrie. And could you imagine the irony of bringing a Russell Wilson, a Russell Westbrook back to play with Kevin Durant? Oh, I love it. Nobody's talking about that aspect of it. But could you imagine that? To for them both to be back together playing with the Nets? Nobody's talking about that. But with that said, if I'm Nets ownership, I'm like, okay, Kevin, I got you for four years. There's no deal out here right now. There's no deal. There's no deal out there. So what are you going to do? You're going to sit? You're not going to play for us? You're not going to honor your four-year contract that you signed in good faith, by the way? What are you going to do? The Nets hold all the cards, guys. The Nets hold all the cards. Why are they acquiesce? Why are they acquiescing to Kevin Durant's trade demands? Why are they doing that? You got the guy locked in for four years. If I'm them, I'm not in no rush to to deal him. I'm not in no rush. No way, I'm in a rush. I got you locked in. Why am I going to? And it's a good deal. Why am I going to go and ship you out? See, he, he brought this whole thing upon himself. The fact that he don't have the stones. He don't. And he's still loyal to Kyrie. That's the, the ironic thing about this whole thing. He's still loyal to this guy. A guy who wasn't loyal to him. Who told him to come to Brooklyn. We're going to make this thing work. And you in and out. You in and out. So I blame. Uh, I heard Joy Taylor the other day say, oh, she doesn't blame him. She blame Kyrie. No, 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 no. You can't let Kevin Durant skate from responsibility. It's on him too. Because he doesn't have the stones. He doesn't have the chutzpah to challenge Kyrie and say, look. Yo, you got to straighten up and fly right. I came over here because of you. Again, he doesn't have to blast him in public. Don't do that. But privately, pull him to the side and say, yo, what you doing to me here? You're going to end up getting shipped out, and we were supposed to be boys. We were supposed to bring a chip here. Come on. What are we doing? So with that said, I mean... It's an absolute mess. It's an absolute mess. And I thank the heavens that the Knicks did not get any of these guys. You know, talent is talent, but it's much more than talent, guys. I think this whole situation has taught us something. That you need more than just talent to win in this league. You need more than just talent. You need the intangibles. And that Brooklyn Nets team did not have the intangibles. They just did not. And just look at the whole situation and everything. When they first got there, they got uh, Kenny Atkinson kicked out. They brought in their boy um, uh, DeAndre Jordan to start at center. So much so, you got rid of the franchise center and Jared Allen. Look what he's doing over there in Cleveland. You moved out uh, Karis LeVert. You you brought over uh, James Harden thinking those three are going to work. That didn't transpire. 
and it got to so much of a point when Kevin went down with an injury and James Hart had to be there with Kyrie. He couldn't even take it. He said, get me out of here. And he went to Philadelphia. You bring in a Ben Simmons who, you know, his mental health has been questioned, you know, as well as he came here with a back injury as well, which you didn't really do your homework in that regard. So now you're kind of stuck with him. And then the whole thing is, in this whole musical chairs, when all is said and done, where where the chairs fill up, KD and Kyrie may not may not even be in those chairs. And it's Ben Simmons here with who? A Russell Westbrook and whatever you get back for KD. So it's a mess. The Brooklyn Nets brought it upon upon themselves. Um, I don't feel in any way bad for them whatsoever. You made a deal with the devil, and this is what you get. So, um, again, I'm happy it didn't happen with my Knicks, because could you imagine the backlash James Dolan would get if he had a situation that I just described in this last 30-plus minutes? Imagine if that situation was going on here. So, with that said, I'm going to cut it off there. I think I said enough on this topic, so... When I return, I'll come back with a happier topic, my Knicks and what they're doing. So, and I want to, I'm going to end up blasting um, these keyboard GMs that are out there. Um, that's poo-pooing what's going on with the Knicks. So, I can't wait to get my, <laughs> to deal with that situation. So, alright guys, so I'm going to cut it off there. And when you hear back from me, I'll be talking about my Knicks and all that they're doing there. So, guys, uh, stick around and I'll be back with you shortly. Take care. So, my peeps, if you like what you're listening to, you can go to my website, www.allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You can also email me at thatsportsdudegd.com at gmail.com to support this podcast you can go to my paypal and that email is that sports gd at gmail.com also on my anchor page i have a support button there that you can also use to help the podcast i'm on all the major platforms like anchor spreaker google Podcasts, Amazon, SoundCloud, YouTube, Castbox, Radio Public, Podchaser, just to name a few. And also, you can find me on social media: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, and Fanbase. So, once again, I thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. And take care and be safe.